How's it going, Mark? Hey, Johnny, how are you, buddy? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, man. Pretty good. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. What's going on, man? Uh, I mean, not uh, not too much. I, You know, I was hanging out with some buddies the other day, and, you know, we're, we're just, like, having some beers and all this stuff. And uh, my buddy Derek, he just comes, like, rolling up in a fire truck of all things. And this is hilarious. And you, you've never met my buddy, Derek. Derek is like five foot one and maybe 120 pounds. He is basically Gary Coleman, but he's white. Okay. You okay. know? And so he hops out. He's got this, like, he, I swear to God, he looks like a 12 year old kid that has just gotten to hang out at the fire station all day. Cause he's got the big plastic helmet on and all that shit. And he goes, Hey, <laughs> they were looking for volunteers to go and be firefighters. So he wanted, they wanted to know if I want, I could be a firefighter. And you know, I, I just couldn't bring myself to do it, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I would have too many issues. I think there's no way I could open up a hydrant without using a jaws of life. I'm pretty sure I would burn something down. I, I would be like the worst firefighter in the whole world. And the entire time, no one would understand a damn word I'm saying except for me. Well, but, 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 you, you, you already hit the jaws of life. Like, I hear that thing will open a car up like an orange. I wonder what it would do to a real orange, Mark. Uh, who can say? But, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> welcome to the Dangle Podcast. Welcome to Dangle Podcast. This is a weekly King of the Hill podcast where I, Mark, and my good buddy, Johnny, we take two episodes of King of the Hill and we talk about the goods and the bads and the highs and the lows and see if the show still holds up and see if we, at the end of the day, still, in fact, like King of the Hill. And uh, I think that about covers it, right, bud? Yes, sir. Let's uh, start this week's episode. We are on episode 45. We're well into season three at this point. This is the episode of Firefighting We Will Go. Um, original yes. air date of January 12, 1999. Uh, listeners, if you can hear that already, you know that it's a good, it's a good sound when you hear Mark in the background, just cackling. All I have to say is the name oh God, of the episode am... and he's just cackling, man. I am, I'm not cackling. I'm chortling with joy. Okay. Chortle. Yeah. Cackling makes it sound like there's evil and malice behind your, your, your laugh. No, it's chortling. That's a good one. <laughs> it's a very jolly laugh right now. We'll say that since we're well into Christmas. I am jolly, yes. <laughs> uh, so our writers are Alan Cohen and Alan Friedland. The Allens. The Allens um, are back. The Allens are back. I, we've seen them do a bunch of stuff. This is actually one of their almost their last one. Uh, they've got two more after this, and uh, yeah, we'll see. And oddly oh, enough, damn. this is not a a, a cotton episode. Neither are the last two. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. these guys are known for their good cotton episodes. Um, yeah. So our cast of characters for this episode is actually pretty short, sweet, and to the point. Really, it focuses around like four or five people the entire episode. Uh, you've got Hank, Peggy, and Bobby Hill, Luann Platter, Dale Gribble, Boomhauer, Bill Dotrieve. Miss Kremser makes a reappearance. I do believe this is one of the first appearances, if not the first appearance, of Heck Dorland. Mm-hmm. At can't... least in person, because we've you... talked yeah. before, and I remember Mono, about uh, Mrs. Dorland getting hantavirus. It's true. Well, and we've, we've yeah. already uh, talked about Heck going to look over at Heck Dorland's, uh, is it his motorcycle? Snowmo- no, motorcycle, right? Yeah, yeah it is his motorcycle. motorcycle. Yeah. yeah, he wants to go check out Heck Dorland's motorcycle. So he's a fixture in the Arlen community, we just haven't met him yet. Um, mm-hmm. We have a cameo of one Chet Elderson. He is one of Arlen's oldest firefighters. He is now retired and currently a volunteer. And then we Chet have a cameo. Elderson. Chet Elderson. Uh, and then we have a cameo of just just says fire chief. And I don't think they ever actually mm-hmm. name him. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. It seems kind of strange because he yells at him a whole hell of a lot in this episode. I mean, for being essentially the framing character, yeah, like, he's not given a name. Oh, for sure. Uh, so, yeah. you want my synopsis, Mark? Before you do that, you missed one very important character. Oh, no. The deaf-mute giant, Beef. <laughs> okay, no. so I have at the bottom of my sheet here that I need to add Beef as a character because Beef is not in the wiki. Neither is Dooley, oh neither is Clark Peters. 
Oh my god. Yeah, they're missing all sorts of shit this episode. Like, I get it. Not they're even they're tangential characters. Beef is not a tangential character in this episode. Beef is in, like, every scene with the chief except for, like, the interrogations. Like Just about, yeah. Yeah. So... Huh. We do have beef in the episode. I, I I apologize, but I did make note of it. So, but you made the note, so you knew you were just gonna like surprise witness. Yeah, I, it's, it's, yes. <laughs> I made you overplay your hand, and I apologize. No, 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 no. It's good. Um. Well, our synopsis for this episode is the guys become volunteer firefighters, and it nearly tears their friendship apart. Yep. That's kind of where I got. So we do have an, a full A and a full B story. I kind of like want to knock out the B story right now. I just because there's not really much to talk about with it. Yeah. I just want to get it out of out of the ether into the world early on yeah. that way we can spend the most of our time on our A story. Uh so our B story is Peggy pulls her her groin muscle trying to do a fire <laughs> person's carry on Bobby. I Mark, you and I have both lifted quite a lot of weights in our life. Uh at one yeah. point you were uh I well and shit, I don't know. You may still be. I just haven't talked to you about weightlifting in a long time. Um <laughs> you were lifting quite an immense large amount via squats, via hanging or uh clean and jerks, like deadlifts, all that stuff. Uh how Oh hard... yeah, like I was consistently throwing three seventy five deadlifts for like ten. Exactly. So how hard yeah, is it? Yeah, which to isn't lift... a lot, but like it's you know. Well, I mean, how hard is it to lift your own body weight? Um, everything I've ever seen says that if you can lift your own body weight and like bench squat and deadlift, then you are where you should be fitness wise. Like that's kind of where you want to be at. Okay. So I, I look at it this way. Peggy is basically trying to squat with her giant freaking legs and her massive, Mm -hmm. just like duck feet planted on the ground. So she's got like all the steadiness in the world. And she's basically trying to just squat Bobby, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not even squat. Yeah. like It's like the, half a she's squat. She's trying to do the positive action of a squat to Bobby. Yeah. Like, yeah. And Bo- there's the, no way that Bobby weighs yeah. more than her. Nah, Bobby probably. Okay. So I have a thing about this. Okay. Kind of, sort of. Um, Hank, and I don't know which episodes it's in, but it's in one of the ones that we have for this week or next week or whatever, whatever. But... They call Hank out, or Peggy calls Hank out as 200 pounds. A big 200 like, pound baby. And Hank is, yeah, but Hank is like kind of fat. So like, if we take that as like the scale and Hank is fat at 200, Bobby's probably pushing 130 tops. Right? When I guess Peggy's probably about 150 then. Because she's not No, like I bet you chunky. Peggy's like 120. You think Peggy's she's 120? Thin. Johnny, we remember Sundress Peggy. Like I, I do remember Sundress Peggy, but she's not stacked like Luann. No, because she's 20 years older than Luann. Like. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Okay, so you're saying about 120. Johnny, Stephen King, there's a time when she was attractive. Time had moved on. Like Time had moved on. <laughs> um, so she basically tries to, like you, said, like you said earlier, do the positive action of a squat with Bobby and wrecks herself from it. And then apparently has yeah. to spend like a week and a half icing because of it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just seemed like a little much to me. It's kind of a lame story. It is very entertaining to watch uh, Peggy try and, like, not let it affect her. And she just sits yeah. there and limps everywhere. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of, like, fun comeuppance. It is. It's really funny because Peggy's so damn sure of herself. And it's like, okay, just because you know what this thing is, it doesn't mean that you can do it, Peggy. This is why we don't do wrestling moves. Because you don't know how to take a bump. It's like, very true. Well, Do not I... try this at home. And also, like... Uh, a female firefighter is going to be like triple your strength anyway, Peggy. So don't try. Like, oh yeah, you just can't. It's, well, it's the okay. point. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I'd be impressed to see anybody like squat up 135 pounds right now. You know, on any given Tuesday. Like, sure. Well, but, I think it, I it's hilarious. I like the point that she's trying to make that Luann could be a firefighter. And the odd, odd thing is, Luann probably could have lifted up Bobby and it not be a problem. Wait, say that again. I'm sorry. I, I'm confused. <laughs> So Peggy's whole point is because, because no, it's okay. Peggy's whole point to like, to even lift Bobby up was that Luann said, I could go be a firefighter. And Hank says, no, you couldn't because you couldn't lift a very heavy man. And then Peggy hurts herself trying to prove Hank wrong so that Luann actually could be a firefighter. If Luann had been the one to pick up Bobby, she wouldn't have gotten hurt. It's very true. Also, we've seen Peggy be really strong. Like, Peggy is kind of like, they joke about her brutish strength anyway. Right. 
Well, maybe that's because Peggy's a puncher, not a kicker. Peggy's a Hitmon Lee, not a Hitmon Chan, or Hitmon Chan, not a Hitmon Lee. It could be. Oh yeah, it very well could be. <laughs> well, anyway, do we need to say any more about the beast story? Basically, Peggy pulls her dick muscle and and then is like limpy the whole rest of the episode. Other than I have pulled my groin riding a mechanical bull, and it is one of the top ten worst pains I've ever had in my life. Oh so man, I okay, get it? Yeah. Literally got up there the first, like, lurch of motion, and my fucking groin pulled, and I, like, I was 18, and, like, that was one of my first sign my own life into my own hands deals, and then after that I was like, I'm gonna try anything, really. If I have to sign for (laughs) it, I'm not gonna do do anything ever again. I'm good, thanks guys, no thanks. I'm gonna stay home. I feel that. I sneezed and uh, knocked my back out of place about six months ago, and that was probably the most painful thing in my whole life. God. For two oh, solid God. days, I could not do anything but hunch. Oh, Mr. Mr. Burns it everywhere. Oh, I was, it was bad. Um, oh, buddy. Yeah, all right, let's get to A story. Let's that's get to that's a all there is to say yes. about it. Um, okay, pros and cons, man. You want to start or you want me to start? You start. Give me, give me some pros. Because okay. also, also, I'm putting it right now. It is at like the 12-minute mark coming up here. We have until 22 minutes to talk about how much we love this stupid episode, all right? All right, all right. We're going to Cuz otherwise gonna we're going to descend into like it's going to be like an hour of us talking about how much we love this and then just glossing over uh, to spank with love. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm okay with that, but eh. it, it, fair and balanced or no, we can't use Fox News shit. Wow, let's try that again. No, Johnny, equal for everybody. Every episode gets their fair shake. That's very true. Uh so I'm going to start this with a pro that I love Bill's clumsiness in the beginning of this. Him just screaming, I'm a firefighter! And then tripping over himself and totally eating shit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I So I, I realized, and I've watched this episode, it, this might be one that I have watched more than any others. Like, it's in mm-hmm. the top five, if not the top three, of episodes that I will watch out of sequence because I just want to watch something that makes me happy. And out of every single time I've ever watched this, I just this time made the connection that this whole episode is a three stooges gag and that's why i love the it entire so damn thing, much. yeah so it's you're starting it off so so strong with bill just totally eating it right at the beginning yep. um i already mentioned that this might be our very first appearance of heck dorland mm-hmm. um i like that all of the guys reactions when they're they're being offered the opportunity to be a volunteer fireman they're all very unique you know bill's just excited because he gets to be a little kid around it um, let's see. Fact. You can have your own fired man's light. I forget the exact quote, but just fact. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Dale, Dale basically finding out like, oh, I can be a civil servant and totally game the system because of this. Um, Boomhauer getting really excited that he can get on the radio and just go, like just being ridiculous. And then Hank wanting to just drive the damn thing. Uh, it's yeah. awesome. Like it, they're all very unique. Um, I think it's very on point for Bobby to just be completely inept when Hank is trying to take it being so serious and doing his like wake up from dead sleep drills and Bobby cannot just help him at all. And go. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so the musical breakdown when uh, Hank is trying to go to sleep and everybody else is just like they're up playing ping pong. They're up cooking food. They're up like reading articles about Camaros uh, or tanning or whatever the hell it is the second bill breaks hank's glasses and it like busts, busts down into this like little bluegrass theme it's yeah. perfect the next 30 seconds is perfect of hank just chasing chasing bill around and people throwing pies at each other like oh it's <laughs> so good it's it's the chef's kiss like it's the the cherry on top to the rest of that oh scene. yeah um I can't not say that pantsing Chet's El- Chet Elderson is, is not a pro. Like, that's one of the funniest things I think I've ever seen on TV. Is pantsing an old dead dude in the middle of his funeral. It's so good. Like, I was laughing my ass off watching this. Like, in my haze of COVID vax misery, I was, like, <laughs> laughing. I was just... I was hating myself and life and everything, but at the same time, I was like, I'm glad you're here for me, King of the Hill. Yep. All right, and I got one more, and I'm, I'm going to okay. call back to a couple of episodes ago. Uh, mostly, it's I think it's the one we just about recently dropped, because that's what reminded me of it. Yep. Mark, we saw Goober Smooches. Yes, we did. I was going to bring it up if you weren't going to bring it up. Yep. We didn't go in, but yep. we saw it. 
Yeah, we saw it. In fact, I'm going to cross it off my list of shit to watch. There you go. But that's the last pro that I've got here. There's too much good in this episode for me. I would just be naming the whole episode. Yeah. I had to kind of cherry pick. No, I I definitely feel that. Um, (laughs) Let's see. What'll it do to a real orange? Obviously. (laughs) Um, The entire soccer field bit. It's great. It's hilarious. Um, I was trying to think of a funny intro for us to say, you're about to get very wet. And that's what I said to her or something gross like that. And I couldn't make it work. I love that line. I love Hank's like, you are about to get very wet, son. His deadpan of, oh, you want to mess with me? (laughs) I don't know how to open the hydrant. (laughs) Then... And then Dale just taking the jaws of life and clipping it off. And then followed up with, I gave you names. Gribble, Joseph, Hill, Bobby. (laughs) This might be our best Dale episode in this season so far. Would you agree? I really think so. Oh, absolutely. Like, even like, and and I'll get there later. I'll get there later. It's okay. Um, what else? Uh, Pro, how much I just genuinely laughed at this episode. Like, it's just so damn good. Um, Bill's frisbee of death into Boomhauer's head. <laughs> oh, yes. Every time I watch him that... just yeet that into Boomhauer's side of his face, <laughs> like that critical smash out of the arena. There it is. Followed <laughs> up by Bill's ripping ass after being told that Chet Elderson has died. <laughs> Oh, good. And then finally, um, <laughs> Dale placing the plaque at the Chet Elderson fire. <laughs> yeah. It just the smoldering ruins. <laughs> oh, man. Um, how about, how about cons? Okay, so I've only got two, and I was actually surprised okay. I had any at all. If I'm being uh-huh. really honest with you, I do not think because I've I've seen the water guys at my old job try and do this with uh, water lines and water mains and everything else. I do mm-hmm. not think that Dale has the upper body strength to even open that hydrant, let alone strip the bolt. <laughs> that's that's you know? fair. Like, and so yeah. it was just like a, it was a little tiny thing of mm, any of the other three. Any of the other three, and yeah. I would have believed this. And honestly, it would have made more sense to have Boomhauer open it and have Dale be the one that comes back behind him with the jaws. Because I'm pretty sure it's Boomhauer that comes with the jaws. But Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. It, like, you could just flip them, and this I would not even have an issue with this. But it's not even a big no, issue. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah, let's... Yeah. Um, and then if they make it out to be like Chet Elderson has been a a firefighter in Ireland for like 30, 40 years, he's retired, Mm -hmm. you know, all this other stuff, a dude with that much community and public service in a small town like Ireland should have some friends and it shouldn't be the random ass volunteer firefighters carrying his freaking casket. Yeah. For for the sense, like for for the the necessity of writing, I understand why they did it because it's hilarious and it and it leads to, to Chet Elderson getting pantsed. But I was just like, damn, like he didn't have any homeboys well, to to carry his casket. Like shit. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. But that's those are my only two cons. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's I, true. I don't really have any cons. I've got I've got some notes, but they're not even that good. Like. Uh, my big one is what's with the chief? He's an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> dude, he is. He absolutely orange skin, is. white that hair. Is He's just a giant Oompa Loompa. Yeah. He is the most orange character I think we've seen yet. Yeah, I I honestly thought they're like trying to like make a Donald Trump joke, but then I remember this is '99 and the world hasn't gone to hell yet. Right. Um, I mean, also, what the hell is with beef? I want to talk about beef for just a minute because <laughs> I literally have zero cons. So, sure, let's talk about beef, like, man. I don't know what's 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 the beef, Johnny? <laughs> like I don't know why we haven't gotten a character like this before. Um, I mean, we yeah. kind of did, but he just spoke in actual sentences instead of just laughing grunts in Jimmy Richard. But Jimmy Richard's clearly mentally handicapped. Beef knows what's up. It's like, true. He's just, I guess, quiet. 
Maybe. But, like, he does, like, the pantomime of the Jaws of Life deal, and it really doesn't matter. But, like, the guy's name is Beef. There's a story behind that. How come he's the only one always wearing sunglasses? There's a story behind that. Maybe he does have, like, weird, crazy Jimmy Witcher eyes and hides it that way. I I don't know. but Could be. I don't know. How about favorite moments? Because I really, that's all I got. Like, oh, for I got sure. no theories about beef. I've got no hate for this episode. Like, um, no, it, like, there's not a lot to complain about here. And really, like, the whole episode is my favorite moment. So I cherry picked a couple here. Uh, I picked one okay. for the, the audience specifically. And it's because every time I bring up this episode to anyone who's even remotely seen King of the Hill, they've seen this episode and this is what they remember. It is Boomhauer's memory of how everything goes and everybody else speaking like him and him talking normal. <laughs> yeah. And I love it. Um, I, I, I turned on, I, I'm not usually one who watches things with closed captioning and I turned on the closed captioning to watch everybody else try and talk like Boomhauer. Oh yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> um, I, I'm trying to remember, I, and I don't remember exactly where or how the, because it's so out of place for dale to just scream this but i remember mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite moments because it's so out of place do you remember why he just looks at bill and says no wonder you're bald and your wife left you because <laughs> he was just talking shit to him i think he just he I is just, well because he just looks, he wasn't like, hey, that's like the big there. fight isn't it yeah that's the great big fight yeah the one where like they just start beating the hell out of each other in the like interrogation room Right. And and then Bill goes, well, some friends you are when she left me because I was fat and bald and dependent or whatever. Like, yeah. 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 Um, I think that's what it is, right? I, I, I think like I said, it's so hard to remember because and it's so out of place for Dale to scream it at him because it's just like and Bill is just like, hey, I'm burned. Like, that's all his response is. Uh, and then, of course, Mark, my, my ultimate favorite moment of the whole episode a be you boo b e b b ya bicky bobo bicky bobo so just because it's your favorite we have we can't skirt the retro reference rage johnny what the hell is that from no idea i've only ever heard it in this show i know oh, he's shit, referencing seriously? it yeah i know he's referencing something and i know his lumberjack song that he's singing towards hank later that should be a reference rage but i didn't put it in there cuz i really like money python it's not a reference rage because Johnny, lest you forget, I was a sexy lumberjack for Halloween this year. I was a lumberjack and I was okay. And you saw those pictures. It's and true. There was nothing wrong with me, big guy. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a it's a Three Stooges bit. It's this weird like they're trying to learn like their alphabet, and so they're oh. singing this. They're singing B A. I don't even know how it goes, but it's like A B A. I don't I, I I don't know. It's weird, but like Dale picks up like halfway a little bit in the middle of it. But that's what it is. It's the Three Stooges learning their alphabet. Okay. See, and well, yeah, and it, that's because I think that's why. Yeah, it all ties in with like all the like slapstick stuff and all the Three Stooges esqueness of it all. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. No, this is. Uh, well, and I told you, like, until this episode, it it just finally dawned on me that this is it's a Three Stooges like comedy shtick. Yeah, so I'll send you the link for it right now. Please, please do, because I want to know. Uh, and then you should tell me what your favorite moments of the episode are. Um, so it's it on it's weird. Like it precedes yours by just a, or yeah, follows yours by just a little bit. It's Bill going, "You chicken neck, I kill you!" and freaking out, trying to strangle Dale. Yep, I, I watched- love that. Like. We don't see Bill get mean. We see Bill be a pant load and cry, but we don't hear like Bill's rage like welling up as like his dragon shout, you know? And oh, yeah. He dragon well, he, shouts Dale right there. Yeah, and never against Dale either. Dale's always the one taking the piss out of him. Yeah. So it's very, like, yeah, it's very yeah, out of character. Just, yeah. I watched this episode with my wife. It's one of her all time favorites. And even she knows she's like, wow, how often does Bill like actually defend himself, especially against Dale? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I I love that they they made it a very plausible and respectable ending for, you know, it probably was just an electrical fire, let's be real. And you know what? Yeah. Chet Elderson may not have done this, but it's not outside of the realm of him doing this, and it's the easiest way to button this up without getting anybody in serious trouble for arson. Yeah. Good writing, guys. Good writing. 
so good. But not, it's not like, it's not Deus Sexy though. Like, it definitely, like, it's totally, it's a reasonable thing, like you're saying, you know? Oh, yeah. It's great. I don't, it's, I, I don't know, it's better than, it's better than, okay, so this is Hank's first, like, Chet Elderson accuses Hank of blowing up the Megalomart. Remember, he was going to go on vacation. Mm-hmm. So that's Hank's first, like, accusation of domestic terrorism, followed soon after, like, in a couple seasons when he blows up the car dealership, allegedly. allegedly. But, like, he gets off on that one scot-free, and that's a really bad ending. Like, yeah. I don't even think the cops really talk to him, versus this one, he's like, it's sort of an informal hearing, but at the same time, like, Hank's probably going to go to pr- prison. Like, they're all probably going to go away if this doesn't work out for him. Right. It's it, it's be- it's better done. I don't know. It just it yeah, it's smarter. Yeah, it's it is. It's smarter. Yeah. They're still trying. Go Allens. We miss you Allens. Come back to <laughs> us. Um finally all the reenactments. I love every single second of the reenactments. They're all great. Yes. I love um ripped to shit flowing locks Dale. That's yes. great. I love how Bill looks terrible in his own fantasy. He's big baby like, Bill. Man, yeah, but he's just, like, even fatter and even dumpier and even balder. Yep. But it also gave me my new Twitter handle. Well, it was my new Twitter handle, and I changed it last night when I got horned up for something else. But, man, <laughs> for, like, a week, I was, Mark, I have a weakness for Pizza Jones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love, like, you're saying Boomhauers. They're so good. Every one of them, like... It's, you know, to celebrate uh, the end of one of these seasons, man, probably when I come down to visit you, you and I will have to take a video. We'll have your lady take a video of us, hands behind our backs, just going face deep in French bread pizza. Hell yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm into it. It's going to be great. I'm so down. (laughs) Oh, man. We're going to get so fat when you visit. We got to eat a giant steak. We've got to get like twin ass marks. We've got to. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a like a, a good few days to remember, man. That's for sure. Uh, we gotta go well, check our blood pressure at the fun center. <laughs> I like their blood pressure machine, Mark. <laughs> um, oh man. Let's see. Who wants to? You want me to, or you want to explain our rating system? Take it away, buddy. All right. Well, our rating system, patent pending, is as follows. So our lowest of the low is our charcoal rank. This is an F-tier episode. It's the absolute bottom of the barrel. Charcoal is good for absolutely nothing except for getting the soot under your boy's nails and making him look dirty. Uh, these episodes are not worth rewatching. They're not very good explanations of the show. And uh, they're just not, it's not good TV. You get bored with them really fast. You kind of wish you had never watched them. After that, we have our Megalo rating. These are kind of bronze-tier episodes. They're not much better than Charcoal, but it usually you get one or two funny bits in there. Um, you get to meet some interesting characters. Something happens. It's just not a very good episode. You may not watch them again, but you might. It just kind of depends on how drunk you are when it comes on Adult Swim. After that, we've got Butane level. This is our silver rank. A Butane is a, just a generally fine episode, you know? It's our silver rank. And uh, usually a butane episode will have a couple of memorable moments and a couple of good character quips. After that, we have our gold standard, Char King Imperial. These are the episodes that you absolutely love to watch and rewatch of King of the Hill. Uh, they're the ones that you constantly quote back and forth to your best buddy that you've, you have, uh, you know, you've been watching the same show with for 10 years. And then uh, after that, we have our pinnacle, Blue Flame of Valor. These are not only good episodes of King of the Hill, they're great episodes of TV in general. These are the best of the best. There's only a handful of these episodes in the entire series. I think that's fair to say about just about any TV series out there. So, if we give it a Blue Flame of Valor, it's a hell of a good endorsement that you're going to like this episode. And if not, you probably shouldn't be watching King of the Hill. If not, you're part of the problem. <laughs> you are part of the problem. If well, not, you probably think, like, two and a half men is funny. Yeah, probably. at Friends. Ugh. I can get through Friends. I don't mind Friends so much. I get sick of them because they're all shit people, but, like, I can have... I can brainlessly marathon Friends, but, like... How about Big Bang? I, I, I don't think I could get... Oh, God, no. Like, I don't... <laughs> Even if you were paying me a hundred bucks an episode to watch Big Bang, I'd be... I'd have a hard time doing it, like... I watched it all, Ugh. all the way through, just once, just to kind of figure it out and, and say I did it, and I will never watch it yeah. again. Yeah. 
All right, Mark. What uh, what do you give this uh, rating, man? I it's not even hard to guess. I we love this. I gave us a limit. I gave us a character limit on this episode because we love it so much. This I think this one right now may be, and unless I find something else that I love even more, I think this might be my favorite episode of King of the Hill. I'm giving this okay. one a blue flame of valor, Johnny. Like Woo! it's it's. <sighs> It needs. We need something more than a blue flame for the. I've talked about this episode in other episode descriptions of our rating <laughs> system, and I go, yeah. and then you've got your blue flame of valor. It's essentially a firefighting. We will go. It's like it's that one in Lupe's Revenge. I'll just switch them out interchangeably for best episodes. And like, right. God damn, this is like my favorite episode of King of the Hill. H- how about you, buddy? Um. So. Going through it and the fact that you and I had to have a a time limit and everything else, notwithstanding, initially, I did not think this was going to be a blue flame. I actually rated it a char flame, our our rare eagle of, you know, in between the A and the S tier here. Uh, but I'm yeah. I'm just gonna change it. it. It's a blue flame. The two things I had a problem with, you did not have a problem with at all, and you were like, "Yeah, but it's still fun to watch." So I'm not gonna have a problem with them anymore. I still love this episode. I'm gonna watch it again probably tonight. I might watch it as soon as we're done with this. Yeah, it's yep. My first oh, yeah. note was, "Yay, it's this one!" Like, <laughs> oh, God, I was, I was excited. I was so bummed on on what Saturday when I was like, there's no way I can do this. Cause like, I want to talk about it. I want to yep. talk about it so bad, but I was kind of busy dying. So, well, I do believe Mark, this is our first dual blue flame of valor. It might be our only one. I bet you're there right. is, there well, is one yeah. other that I can think of that might be also be a dual blue flame for us. But dude, you and I've also given out three a piece now. I don't know if I'm going to hit my five limit for the whole series. I bet we do. I really, honestly, dude, I don't, past, like, season four, I don't, even this one, like, there's some good episodes coming up, but, like, I don't know. I bet we still stick with five, honestly. All right. Yeah, but. Well, I'm, I'm real curious to see if we stick with it. Well, what and do you then, say we, yeah. what do you say we move on to our next one, Mark? Well, as I belch horrendously. Yeah, let's do her. <laughs> All right. So, so I'm next... drinking a pumpkin patch beer. Are you? And yeah, again? Eddie Line Brewing. It's all right. It was supposed to be sold a month ago, and I bought it yesterday, and it's kind of skunky. But <laughs> oh no, a good a good can of pumpkin beer beats a or a bad can of pumpkin beer beats a passable can of Coors. So there you are. It's very true. I'm gonna go get a fifteen fifty four after this episode. So I feel you. Nice. And also, point of order. I've been awake since four a.m. Unless hey. not that I'm defending my alcoholism to you, but just you know, like I don't just be like, damn, Mark, it's like three thirty. <laughs> you okay, um, buddy? I'm going to tell you right now, full disclosure, even though we're still recording and now you're going to have it on uh, on, on shit for permanent or whatever. Um, Saturday morning, yeah. 9, 9.30, maybe 9.35 in the morning, uh, I definitely yeah. downed two shots. Damn dog. Yeah. Now, in my defense. What happened? Once it, <laughs> oh, no, it was just I, I was hanging out with my buddies who live in Europe eight hours ahead of me. And oh, so yeah, they're all getting no, fucked no up. And I went, oh, yeah, okay. They forgot my birthday and I felt they felt bad. So I was like, fuck it. We're just going to get Aww. drunk on Saturday. So there you That's go. Cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So we just got drunk. I just got drunk at 930 in the fucking morning and drank until about two in the afternoon. You know, sometimes I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, <laughs> it's when you find that you're getting drunk at night more, like, when you're getting drunk during the day more often than at night, that's when you need to stop back and go, okay, now hang on a touch. It's it's true. Right. Well, and I definitely had an end point. It was a, well, I'm just going to stop for now and then I'm going to drink later tonight. No, I was done for the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, and anyway. And then you got the whole afternoon to sleep it off and you wake up Sunday morning fresh as a fucking daisy. Yeah, it's perfect. I, oh, I felt fantastic, except for people throwing fish at my fucking house. Um <laughs> It's not funny, and I don't mean to keep laughing, but it's... No, like, it is funny. It just wouldn't... It, it would be a lot funnier if this was the only thing that had happened to us and not a fucking continuance of things that have happened to us. If you didn't actually fucking feel threatened in your own home, yeah, like... <laughs> Pretty much. If my, yeah, if my poor fucking wife didn't need to go out and buy pepper spray for the first time in her life because she's afraid Damn. people are going to bust in our house because they don't like us. Yeah, it wasn't so cool. Anyway, it's neither here nor there. We're good. You ought to okay. put up one of those, like, really shitty signs that are rainbows. And it's like, 
We believe that waters are right. We believe in science. We believe that women's rights are human rights and all that shit and see what happens. Oh, if they try to fuck with that point, I feel like you're kind of like fishing a little bit now that you've got essentially like, you know, your, your camera system. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I've decided, you know what? This is it. This is the last straw. You try and fuck with me one more time. I'm going to be the most obnoxious liberal gay asshole you've ever fucking met. There's going to be trans flags in every fucking window. I'm going to like start blasting fucking Madonna and, and I brew Paul or some shit out my fucking windows every goddamn day. Like I'm going to be that asshole. Just be careful lest you stare too deep at monsters and you become one. Like, (sighs) you know, maybe that, maybe that medicine's worse than the disease there, Johnny, because nobody needs to listen to fucking Madonna. No, I'll find, I'll find something just as obnoxious and gay then. How about that? Katy Perry it is. There, there you go. Well, shit, I do that anyway. All right, we got to get back, back on track. <laughs> we so did. Sorry, that's my bad. I it's missed good. you, dude. I'm sorry. Like, I, I know I missed you too, man. <laughs> nah, it's weird when we like kind of fuck up our cycle and I'm like, oh, it's all right. Just be cool, Johnny. It's okay. And I'm like, don't tell him you miss him. <laughs> no, you, buddy, I, you can fucking tell me anytime. <laughs> I tell you every goddamn time I see you, I fucking missed you, man. Oh, I know. I, sometimes I just want to like text you, dude, I totally miss you. And I'm like, no, you can't tell him that all the time. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. All right, Johnny, um, our, our next episode to spank with love. When did yep. this one come out? This is uh, episode 46 with an original air date of January 19th, 1999. Hey, uh, good news, Mark. Columbine well, is four months away. <laughs> as I say, not good news for the like 13 people that died in that high school, but it's this year. <laughs> I again I've said it before, I will say it again. I am just really, really excited for you to get this out of your system, Johnny, because I kind of been I'm not worried about you, but you know, I <laughs> Well, you know, we've only had one school shooting since the last time we talked. Okay, so oh, our man. writer for this episode is David Zuckerman. Um Damn it, he's this is uh, his last one, man, and you have liked the other three he's done. Like a lot. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Plastic White Female, Halloween, and Leanne Saga. I mean, Plastic White Female was my first blue flame. Like It is. Well, and, and yeah. you I you almost blue flamed Leanne Saga. I didn't almost blue flame it. It was just a good episode of a very special episode, like True, true. I, I I'm not such a whore with my blue flames, Johnny. Come on now. <laughs> Uh, so our cat this is a big cast of characters for this one mark i feel like we see just about near the whole freaking town of uh of arlen here uh we've got hank yeah. peggy bobby hill luann platter dale nancy and joseph gribble boomhauer bill Treeb, all three of the super Cotton cotton hill eustace miller randy miller principal carl moss clark peters Stuart dooley emily miss eris mr and mrs dooley and a cameo via nurse a lot of people man it's a lot of people uh so our synopsis for this episode when Dooley humiliates peggy in front of the class she finds an old teaching aid from cotton that gives her a new rep (laughs) fantastic yeah (laughs) i intentionally did not give away what it all it was but guys this is the paddle and peggy episode i hate episodes where she gets a nickname (laughs) <laughs> like no, i don't like hate the episodes i just hate the nicknames peggy does not need a stupid nickname what else does she get i i swear now i'm trying to remember spa peggy and me there's gotta be one yeah. like there's there's okay, other stuff yeah. i know there's more okay fair enough yeah but uh so really i mean out of everybody in this whole episode everybody except for peggy is kind of tangential so i just put her as the solo a story character it's a peggy story okay yeah yeah. Um, you got any notes, Mark? I have uh, several notes. Um, If I can read my own handwriting. Um, Number one, I think this is the first time that we see Clark Peters and Dooley together. Like, we've seen them yes. separately, but this is the first episode we see them, like, together being little bastards together. It's interesting that it took them three seasons to do that, because they've been using Dooley pretty liberally since this series started. And yeah. yet Clark Peters seems like just a natural fit with him. Like what took you guys so long to to make this work? Well, yeah, because it's like you always have like the like group of bullies. Mm-hmm. 
you can't have the single bully. It doesn't work. You have to, you have to have the bully and his like underlings. And yeah, I don't, you do. Well, and it's weird that it took this long. Clark Peters. He's definitely the more like Nelson Muntz bully of this show. Him and his nasty ass little rat tail. (laughs) Do you think he is? Or do you think Dooley is? I, I like Dooley laughs at people openly. Clark Peters is kind of like just obnoxious, but like Dooley's just, you know, your wife divorced you is his ha ha. You know what I mean? It's, it's true. Well, maybe, maybe it's I like, they took Nelson Muntz. I don't know. Maybe it's like they took Nelson Muntz and split him in two because like the big fat asshole of a bully is Clark Peters, yeah. but the like yeah. cruel, like verbal bully is Dooley. Okay. So um, number, number two on my weird notes list, we have more confirmation of Bill's horrendous upbringing when he tells us that his daddy spanked him every single day. From ages 8 to 16, and then calls him a yep. bastard. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, I noticed that as well. I didn't write a note about it, but I'm glad you brought it up. I don't know how much more we're going to hear about Bill's dad, but uh, whatever he did is horrendous enough that when we meet Bill's other family, nobody acknowledges him. Mm-hmm. Like, I really, like, that's why I... Uh, that's why I'm holding true to this, like, theory throughout the entire run of this show, I believe. But... Um, also, that's more of a con, so I'm not going to talk about it. Do you have any weird notes? I don't have any weird notes, but I do got a couple of pros. Okay, okay. Um, I, this, this is the most Spanish we've heard from Peggy in a very long time. And, uh, she definitely gets, gets into it for a bit. I like that when she's calling out Dooley for shooting Nerf gun, like Nerf darts at her, he just looks Mm -hmm. at, uh, um, uh, Randy and he just goes, you're dead and she's ah, 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 in espanol to us muerto and actually like gets him to say it yeah um <laughs> i this this seems like a cruel pro to have but sometimes i i like to see peggy get knocked down a peg and yes that was a very bad play on words um oh, oh, oh. hank in his his reaction to her of well they they fired you but it's not that big of a deal they're just gonna stop calling <laughs> like you're not gonna get yeah. in any trouble they're just gonna stop calling you <laughs> well like it's i'm cruel. sorry like it's such a nothing job and i'm sorry whatever subs you're heroes what the fuck ever i don't care it's such a nothing job like it, she she splits her time between like this and is she's doing the musings column anymore because she references doyle harkavy in the next episode she does so I is he that. still doing it or if she's like just saying hey remember like we all read Do- doyle harkavy for years so he's in our heads but like i don't know it's i feel bad for hank like hank has a real job i'm sorry like no for sure peggy he is the breadwinner whatever yeah i don't know yeah um without trying i'm not being a dick to substitute teachers i'm just saying like no, ninety percent of them are retirees who are, are bored and have nothing better to do. But it's true, well, and you've you've all become very, much more appreciated in the last two years because of COVID. Because when people have to leave because of quarantining, you're the ones that are never going to be without work pretty much forever now. So have fun. Yeah. But no, like really, Peggy, she she makes such a big deal out of being it and being a substitute teacher and being the substitute teacher of the year. It's fun to watch her just get knocked down a a, a bit. Mm-hmm. but um did you notice how strung out Dooley's parents look i imagine it's because they have such a horrible son and they're just exhausted I, I i know we see them later on in the series i do not remember them being this messed up like i swear they Isn't look like one of them like Pitar. a childhood psychologist or something i think so i think the dad i is. swear I to god Stuart's one of them is, is and we find out yeah that's i think that's right we find that out later on but but no, they, they straight, he looks like they ripped off the model for Leon Petard in the middle of him being a drooling nincompoop. Like he's got the giant lines and everything under his eyes and dude just looks strung out. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mark, do they, do, do the old dudes at the VFW still do pancake breakfast? I, why would I know that? I, I don't, well, cause you live in a small town and I do too. Like oh. I think the Elks here might do it. I just don't even remember. <laughs> I was like, what, you think I just hang out at the VFW Lodge every Tuesday for bingo? Because <laughs> I, mean, I do. I, I mean, I would. If we had a VFW, I would. I, I don't like the Elks here. Those are just a bunch of angry drunks. <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah, the Elks. Yeah, that's what they are, right? No, um, yeah, I shit, I don't know. I feel like that's a thing, right? 
it, it must it must still be i guess like maybe but that's is really vfw are... even is it a thing anymore like it is to i know but like do, do like desert storm vets go over to iraq vets go into it or is yeah. it like oh yeah do they i don't know we don't <laughs> yeah, my, I, my uh my older brother shockingly who little a, military I, down here in alamosa colorado you know Oh, for sure. No, my older brother, who is, uh, he's retired army after about 11 years, did two tours in Afghanistan, one in Iraq, one in Korea. Um, he's, he was going to the VFW, like after his first tour, like he's been steadily going to them for like 15 years. Okay. And he likes going and talking to all the old dudes, you know, it's a place for old vets to just kind of go and bullshit with each other and not get harassed by the normies. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Like most vets, if they're hanging out with other vets, they're usually pretty cool. Yeah. 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 But I I love that this is it's like we get a shoehorn of half a cotton episode into this because of this pancake breakfast. Uh huh. And then did you notice what they're having with their pancakes, Mark? What's that? Uh, they've got pitchers of beer. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah, the vets are just like tanking it in the first thing in the morning. They're having pancakes and beer. So guess how you and I are going to start our uh, our our fun awesomeness when I come and hang out with you. We're getting beer and pancakes. It smells like pancakes. I'll have waffles. <laughs> Should need a couple of hundred. Um, so I've got one more pro for you, and I love okay. the animation. It's just the the way that they have drawn her. Um, Luann tries to talk to everybody at the dinner table and she just says, guess who got best manicurist at the beauty salon today? <laughs> and everybody ignores her. And if you watch her until she gets actually says her thing at the very end about Sharona Johnson, she has got the frumpiest look on her face and it's hilarious. She gets so upset. <laughs> I love the way that it's drawn, man. Um, I love how Sharona Johnson is always Luann's rival and she will... N- Literally, Sharona Johnson is the Sasuke to Luann's Naruto. Like, she, yes. hell, man, Luann at this point might as well be like Kiba. You ain't ever gonna catch up. Like, it's not pretty even close. much. But yeah, I don't know. Ten I, ten. Sh- Luann is ten ten. <laughs> oh God! I don't, at least Luann eventually gets a job working at at Jack's barbershop. I don't think we see Sharona Johnson after like the fourth season. I've got to complain about that. Yeah. Or I guess with all this, and then. <clears throat> We can't do this yet. I'll talk about it in a minute. Yeah. We'll we'll get we'll get to it. But we'll get uh, anyway, there. that's that's the that's the last of my pros here, man. Okay. Um, I only have two. Number one, uh I forgot what Dooley's mom sounded like and I lost my shit when she started laughing. Or when she started talking. You did good. <laughs> Love it's great. <laughs> um, and also I wanna know what the spatula Tuesday fiasco was. <laughs> yeah it's not often that we hear hank like totally screw something up at strickland and it's an it's it's enough to have its own nickname so you know he screwed up big yeah like super bad <laughs> oh man uh. how about cons man what do you got for cons in here um i got a couple i got a lot of cons actually more okay. than i've had in a little bit of memory number one peggy flips super fast okay like we see Peggy kind of get dumb and gullible and do something, but in this one, she, like, instantly decides that she is paddling Peggy, the 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 avatar of woe to every misbehaved ass in Arland Middle School, or Tom Landry Middle School. <laughs> like, just really, it's a night and day change, and... Yeah. While Peggy has, like, some rage issues, and we've seen her, like, break beef ribs and so forth... We don't see Peggy as an outwardly violent or really angry person. She's kind of level-headed. Right. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Number two, this episode is super out of sequence, Johnny. There is no way that... Luann's hair, dude, that's the biggest giveaway, and she's still (gasps) in beauty school. I noticed that. She's still in beauty school, too. And I feel like she decided to quit, like, literally in Death of a Propane Salesman or something. Or, like, maybe the one after that, but... She's not going there anymore. Why is she talking about Sharona Johnson doing anything? Like, right. No, the hair was the, maybe I missed, I don't know. Maybe I missed a line somewhere where she's like, well, I'm not going to quit yet, but I thought she definitely did quit. I thought so too, but no, you, you made it a point in our last episode, um, that we recorded to talk about how her hair is completely back and it is halfway back. Yeah. She still has like the weird, like short, 
uh, bangs deal. But next episode, her hair's back. It's it's normal oh, again. Yeah. So oh yeah, uh, yeah. Um, this is also the first time that we actually see Peggy with large feet. Yes. And unfortunately, it's in Dooley's drawing, which is the first time that we see Peggy with her accurate ass feet. Like, <laughs> man, your guys are making this a plot point and you still can't animate her with big friggin' feet. Like, it. I know how dumb it is, but God damn it, Johnny, they focus on this as like episode points later on in the series. Oh, they do. And she's still, yeah, like she has big shoes. Ha 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 ha. But even then when she's standing, you know, opposite men... She has normal human-sized feet. And, you know, I, whatever. I don't know. No, it's, you're absolutely right. If the Simpsons can do it with Sideshow Bob, then they should do it yeah. with Peggy. And unfortunately for Peggy, she's got the same Sam, same size feet as Sideshow Bob. Like, they are that ridiculous looking. But if you guys want to make this such a point, you have to draw it. Otherwise, we're not going to buy into it. I will pay somebody money to animate Peggy Hill walking in circles, stepping on rakes, getting hit in the face. Going, oh yeah. Ugh. Whack. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Vagina. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Ooh, favorite moments. Cons. Do you have cons? I'm sorry. I, I do have a couple of cons here. Um, <laughs> you tickled me too hard there, buddy. I, I'm sorry, man. I had it's to do right. it. It's um, good to laugh again. I have an issue with the very beginning of this because Peggy starts subbing because the one lady couldn't pass her evaluation. And so now she's out for a while. So Peggy's uh-huh. getting evaluated. Uh-huh. I, I don't care who you are. I don't care how bad you are at your job. If you are an evaluator and you are watching kids just sit there and pick on a substitute, and you do nothing, you should not have that job. Like, the lady just left her to flounder and didn't even try and help. You can try and help and still grade her poorly because you had to step in. But you're the other adult in the room. Eh, whatever. It's an adult. They have no power. I don't know. Two of them? I think so. But that's, that's just me. Like, I'm like, dude, lady, you're already a bitch, and you're even worse because you're not even trying to help. Um, Peggy walking. Up I want to know who evaluates subs. Like I'm still yeah, hung up much. on the whole system of it. And maybe it's because like I was an ed major, but goddamn, like their system's real weird. Peggy grades tests. She's teaching class and I get it. She has like some tangential knowledge of Spanish. And so right. maybe she would be at least qualified to teach from this lesson plan. But damn dude, like you don't evaluate subs. That's not a thing. You just make sure they don't hit any of the kids or touch them. And they're golden. Like, yeah, pretty much. Call it good. I don't know. Um, I hate that Peggy walks up to, I think it's Joseph and just goes, ah, 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 a paddle and Peggy says, ah, ah, ah. Like she's trying mm-hmm. to have her own stupid little catchphrase. Yeah. Like, God, this is obnoxious, Peggy. This is the one that I can't defend to my wife every time she says she hates her and that she's the worst character ever put on TV. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, when you watch stuff like this, it's really hard to defend that because this is really obnoxious. But um, let's see here. For the medieval weapons expert in the room, Mark, what does Peggy have at the end? It is not a mace. It is a flail. It is a flail. I hate that people call those maces. And it's also the yeah, D&D are fixed, joke guys. It's okay. You can get mad. Get mad about it. Pisses me off every time <laughs> I see it. I It really just, like, and I get it. I think it's kind of cool that she interacts with the kids. Also, who gets to walk into a school with a flail and not get yelled at? Johnny, this is four months before that thing that we just talked about. <laughs> Shit. Okay. <laughs> also, uh-huh. point of order, I brought, like, a samurai sword to school, like, three or four times for reasons. <laughs> I forget what it was, but... I used to get yelled at for bringing my Game Boy to school. <laughs> um, I've got one more here, and it's a pretty glaring one. Okay. So Peggy's getting interviewed at the end by the one and only Channel 84, and it's not Nancy. Why would it be? Why wouldn't it be? She's done it a million times before. She's a weather girl. That's oh, I guess at this point she is still a weather girl. Yeah. Okay, like now I'm gonna now I'm gonna like, look like a fool. 
we haven't had the Nancy Odyssey yet where she flips the script and becomes a redeemable person because because she gets stuck in a forest fire. Yeah, like <laughs> she almost dies and realizes that John Redcorn didn't really have magical fire bending Indian powers. So yeah, yeah, I know it just I it's weird to me because so much of this series is anytime Channel eighty four shows up, it's Nancy. Yeah, that's fair. But I also kind of wanted to see the interaction between Peggy screaming and almost beating Joseph in front of her and to see what she would do. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, yeah, probably she hates not. Joseph. <laughs> um, okay, favorite moment, Mark. Favorite moment. Um, 200 pancakes. <laughs> okay. Um, and then some dude in the background, take off your top. That's tomorrow night. Followed yep. by the school board rehiring Peggy. Take off your top. Yep. Butt fingers. Oh, ha, butt flinch. I like the butt flinch that the guys do when she like whaps uh, old Spanky onto her hand and they all yep. like collectively like flinch away. Oh yeah, the muscle memory. Like, yeah, and then I like uh, Dale's line of big bully. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, how about you, buddy? Uh, so we already brought up Dooley's, your feet are big. I mm-hmm. I love Dooley lines. I think they're amazing. Um, I, yep. I'm also a total still good sucker. Dooley. I want to point out, I still like Dooley. Like, I know I bitch a lot oh, yeah. about him coming up, but yeah. Well, no, like, I, I adore him, and I know it's a large part of it is because he is the Beavis and Butthead character that we don't get in this sh- this series. And I still adore Beavis and Butthead. So anytime yeah. they tangentially get referenced, I, I, I go ham for it. Um, and, uh, Hey, Hank's wife, what you crying for? Got your monthlies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad that, uh, cotton snuck his way into both of our favorite moments, man. Is this isn't a cotton episode though. Like it's really not. <laughs> yeah. It's weird how easily cotton can steal the show. Yes. Um, <laughs> All righty, Mark. Well, you want to rate this bad boy? Yeah, let's rate her. You you start this time. I did last time, I think. That you did. Uh, so on a scale of charcoal to the blue flame of valor, I gave to Spank with Love a butane. You know, okay. middle of the road, Peggy episode. There's not a lot to write home about. Um, old Spanky's kind of fun. You see Peggy getting kind of butch, and then she gets knocked down a peg, and find out she wears granny panties it's very weird to me every time i watched her get pants by dooley they i almost think they drove her or they drew her with a dick bulge but it's not actually a dick bulge <laughs> it's granny panties man they're granny panties man how about you what'd you give Kids us don't remember like <laughs> what if she was just wearing a thong <laughs> g-string that peggy hill like deep v like that 90s song that, like, rode up over your hips and only covered, like, the postage stamp of your area. Yep. <laughs> yeah, same. I'm giving it a butane. I don't hate this episode, but I don't yeah. really like it either. It's fine. It has some good moments, but it's kind of weird. Spanking is weird to talk about in 2021. Like, yeah. granted, this was 1999, and I feel like in elementary school, I knew people that got hit by their teachers still. Like... Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, now you can't. That, but that's, you know, what, part near 30 years or 20 years later, 30 years later now, right? Yeah, 30. So, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, butane. But, I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we, dude, we got to watch a firefighting. We will go. Like, we did. I'm so happy. <laughs> we did. Uh, any, oh. any final thoughts or? No, I do have an important question to ask you, though, man. What's that, buddy? You still like King of the Hill, Mark? Oh, I still love King of the Hill. How about you, Johnny? <laughs> oh, I love King of the Hill, man. Awesome, man. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, where can the good people find us there, Johnny? The good people of podcast slash internet land can find us at Dang Old Podcast on Twitter. They can email us at dangoldpodcast at gmail.com. They can find me on Twitter at krautballstream. Kraut as in sauerkraut, ball as in Swedish meatball, and stream as in live stream. Uh, none of you guys have actually followed me yet, so I'm a little offended, but I'm pretty sure most of you are from not from America, so not that offended. How about you, Mark? Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter, and you can find me on my other podcast. 
Oh my god, I almost said the Dangle Podcast. You can find me on my other podcast, the Two Wizards Podcast, where me and my buddy Josh talk about a lot of just, I don't know, weird shit. Talk about a lot of weird shit. That's all there is to it. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Thanks for listening, everybody. We love each and every one of you. Let us know if you have feedback or questions. Do you think that maybe Bill was horribly abused by his father and I'm right? Do you think that I'm trying to, like, make up weird fan theories in a post-R fan theories world? You let me know. I don't know. I'm bad at exits. Have a good night, guys. Johnny, you talk now. <laughs> hey, you guys have a great night, and uh, definitely let us know if there's anything else King of the Hill related we can eat. I'm pretty sure that uh, after this, Mark and I are going to go and scarf down on a Frito pie. That's what I call <laughs> my wife. <laughs> have a good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>